Wealth Management Forward, the show that teaches accounting firms how to implement wealth management services into their firm. I'm your host, Rory Henry, Director of Business Development. I'm with Rob Santos, CEO of Arrowroot Family Office. Robert, how are you doing today? Well, Rory, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So today we're going to talk about the ever exciting topic of estate planning. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to cover a couple different topics. One is estate planning and how to uh, implement that into a holistic wealth management strategy. We'll cover probate. Uh, we'll also touch on how accounting firms can monetize uh, estate planning. And then we'll answer the question, which I know everybody's going to have is, how can I offer estate planning if I'm not an attorney? Okay. And then we'll also touch on uh, the technological innovations in the space and how to utilize technology. Okay. Wonderful. Let's do All right. it. Let's do it. So can you just start out and, and, and talk about how estate planning uh, is a component of holistic wealth management? Absolutely. So we've, we've touched on this on previous episodes, but, you know, th- using that kind of two-step process when meeting new prospects or talking to clients, gathering information, um, you know, at the, at the beginning, this is a really important aspect of uh, you know, putting together a holistic financial plan or giving good holistic financial advice. So one of those early questions that are, will be on a questionnaire or during that uh, initial information gathering meeting will always be, do you have an existing estate plan in place? Um, and uh, if so, you know, could we review that, those documents? And if not, you know, why? Um, and you know, this has been historically, uh, a difficult conversation to have with folks, um, both because people don't really like to talk about this, which, uh, we we're going to touch on later on in, in the presentation, but secondarily, because this is really a realm where estate planning attorneys, um, have, you know, historically been the sole source of, of good advice in the area. And that can be costly, that can be very difficult uh, time-wise to coordinate with. Um, and a lot of those hurdles are being uh, alleviated. But in order for us to give any kind of financial advice, um, particularly around either risk reward, um, you know, or that uh, holistic financial plan, um, estate planning really does come into play regardless if someone is closer towards end of life or early in their kind of financial, uh, you know, process as, as, as an adult, um, you know, we think it's, it's something that, that should be focused on earlier rather than later. Great. And I think if you can, Rob, touch on the history uh, of estate planning, how this was something uh, that was, done by the affluent, you know, I maybe go into the problems um, people have if they don't have an estate plan. You know, I think of, you know, Succession as a show on on TV or, you know, the movie Knives Out, Knives Out and how probate can affect a family. Sure, absolutely. So, um, you know, there there really are uh, a lot of reasons why you want to start focusing on this. you know, as you mentioned, historically, this has been a realm that a lot of uh, affluent families and people have focused on for succession, control reasons, 
dividing up estates amongst uh, many family members. Um, you know, you can use the example of a standard uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner uh, sharing of, you know, food at the table. Uh, you know, if anyone has had uh, problems, uh, you know, at those dinner tables, either with disagreements or sharing of things, um, this is magnified because it in involves money. This family's broken and that has consequences. You know, a lot of the affluent uh, have historically had access to estate planning attorneys, um, have the ca capital available to address these uh, in a professional way. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, the business owners, a lot of business owners um, have more experience in seeing their peers have problems with this and so uh, have addressed it. Um, you know, over the last, call it decade or, or so, I think it's become uh, more commonplace for other folks, affluent, um, you know, average people, and even people that are just getting started investing to see the value uh, of properly, uh, you know, looking at their estate plan. And, you know, we can look at some of the, the high profile, profile cases. Um, just recently, you know, we've spoken about, you know, Robin Williams, uh, who did actually have um, various stages of estate plans, but it wasn't coordinated or updated um, and had, uh, you know, a few different families through different partners over, over the time. And there wasn't a clear, um, you know, consolidated plan that answered those questions of who gets what and who has control. And, um, you know, we've lived through experience here where if that's not put into place, um, it really can tear a family apart. Um, you know, so, you know, using Robin Williams as, as a perfect example, uh, you know, there's, there's many others um, out there that we've heard about in, in the news, um, you know, and, you know, nobody wants to go through that. It's very, it can be very costly if, if things are not laid out well. Um, also, it's important to, to mention that regardless of the dollar amount, um, you know, who gets what or who has control uh, speaks to uh, other personal aspects, um, you know, validation of love, um, trust. Um, and so it touches people's lives and emotions um, regardless uh, of the dollar amount. You know, we've seen, um, you know, people that fight over, uh, you know, furniture items, uh, you know, uh, family heirlooms. Um, it's very, very, very personal. Um, and because of that, it's been very, very difficult um, for people to focus on that while they're living. Uh, it, it's much easier for them to kick the can down the road um, or you know, just not focus on it uh, at all. Um, today, uh, to bring it to today, there are solutions available for people at varying degrees of, of net worth um, that we think are important for people to focus on. And of course, as the, you know, the um, focus of, of this presentation is to show advisors, future-facing advisors, how they can leverage some of those capabilities uh, to broaden their practice and make them more efficient uh, advisors to their, their clients. Yeah, I, I think uh, in fitting into a holistic wealth management strategy, you know, you have to include estate planning and it allows also accountants to uh, keep these estate plans up to date. So I know we'll touch on shortly about uh, servicing 
uh, clients with estate plan and having um, to constantly update uh, these plans when estates uh, change, whether it's assets being bought or sold. So that's just one aspect of where you can constantly monitor this and monetize it uh, through updating a plan. Absolutely. And it, it does touch all the different aspects of someone's financial plan that could include insurance, that could include real assets, uh, liquid assets. Um, you know, it, it really does touch um, all aspects of people's financial uh, lives. Yeah. And it allows you to become the guide for uh, the person and their family in the next generations and maybe introduces you, the advisor, onto that next generation who may not know who you are. And you can start a developing relationship with them to gain their business as well. Absolutely. Okay, Rob, yeah, it makes total sense. And let's touch on probate now and the effects that can have on a family and why having an estate plan is, is so important. Sure. So, you know, a, a little background on, on what probate is. Probate is a essentially um, a court, um, a judge, um, and, you know, going through probate in itself um, can be costly. You need to have an attorney uh, represent you in, in probate court, or in most instances, you should uh, have an attorney uh, represent you there. And what a probate court does is it, it will, if there is an estate plan uh, that is not set up through an estate planning vehicle, such as a, a trust, um, will verify uh, a last will and testament, will verify who has control, uh, will verify what assets there are within that estate and how they're going to be dispersed. Who needs to be notified and how are those going to be dispersed and who has control uh, over those, as well as the costs, who can, who can draw on the estate for costs. Um, now, all of probate in itself, um, in a very straightforward manner, if there are all of these instructions laid out, um, can be pretty straightforward. But in most instances, it's timely. It can take up a considerable amount of time. Courts are, are backed up with these things. Um, and it also opens up the potential for disagreements because if there are disputes, uh, probate court is where that is going to be heard. Um, and we've seen a lot of situations where that estate plan wasn't laid out clearly enough. And um, frankly, the estate, uh, the value of the assets in the estate get eaten up considerably um, due to those disagreements. Um, so it is, it is not a pleasurable experience for, for the most part. Um, also, different states have different uh, probate uh, laws. So depending on what state the assets are in or where the deceased lived um, and where the heirs live, um, you know, there could be travel costs incurred um, in different laws and, and requirements in, in various different states. So um, in a lot of instances for estate planning, um, this planning can help get around uh, probate court, uh, in particular by putting things into things such as living trusts or irrevocable trusts that do not have to go through probate. So we'll talk a little bit about that um, later on. Yeah, and not to mention the the fact that there's family strife when it comes to probate and the time that could take to go through probate. I think, uh, you know, it's also good to mention there's stats out there that say you could lose between three to 7% of your assets in probate as well. So, you know. yeah, if not, if not more. All right, Robin, let's touch on how accounting firms can monetize uh, this service, uh, even though they're not attorneys. So also touch on 
you know, the fact that most are concerned about the unauthorized practice of law and how, um, you know, they can go about charging for these services. Sure. So, um, you know, first and foremost, we think just even a cursory review uh, of some of these uh, documents are important for advisement from the tax side as well as the uh, wealth management side. Um, so that can be included into your tax advisory model or, or wealth management model. Um, you know, secondarily, uh, there are multiple ways to monetize, um, you know, some of these things. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we've seen accountants and financial planning uh, uh, executives be able to, to um, offer uh, kind of a state updating services and organizational services. So every year when you're doing those taxes, you can make sure that those assets uh, align with what is listed on the estate plan. Um, and then you can then end up being a conduit to those professionals or some of the technology providers, uh, which we're utilizing um, and charge a fee for that organization. Um, what we've seen are a lot of people, once they realize the importance uh, of this and, you know, are more than happy uh, to be able to have someone else um, confirm that their estate plan is, is up, updated um, and part of that regular revisitation of either their tax and or uh, financial plan information. Um, so, you know, again, we want to be very careful not to represent ourselves as estate planning attorneys. Um, however, similarly, on the financial planning side, We've seen financial planners be able to charge kind of a tax prep fee uh, of organization of documents, um, you know, double checking uh, of completion uh, of those, and then sending those along to the registered professional uh, to then check as well and incorporate and do the actual legal uh, work or or tax tax work and sign off on that. Um, and in a lot of instances, uh, that can end up being less expensive. Uh, to the client um, in, a, in an odd way, um, you know, can use the example of an estate planning attorney that could be charging anywhere from call it 200 to 50 dollars uh, an hour on the on the low end up to you know 500 plus dollars an hour um, for similar type of organizational work, and we think this is a a wonderful opportunity for people that are providing this holistic uh, service. Um, to include themselves and, and become valuable to their end, end client uh, base by adding these services into, into things that touch a lot of the aspects of people's financial lives that they're already touching. Great, Rob. That maybe leads me into the next question or uh, asking or to, to touch on is the technology providers out there and what they can do uh, for an accounting firm as far as uh, getting them to a local attorney the streamlined process of what they're able to do from a technological standpoint. Um, so if you wanna to touch on that uh, through our estate planning technology partners. Absolutely, so th this really goes in line with what we've been talking about, which is this um, you know, enormous transition and transformation in the marketplace um, of leveraging some of these tech-enabled uh, service, services and service providers. Um, there are now uh, accessible to people today, advisors today, uh, both in a white label version or just a, a referral base and direct to clients um, to uh, create an estate plan um, with varying degrees of sophistication. 
um, you know, what we have noticed through our experience, especially for younger generations, um, you know, millennials, gen, you know, X and Zers, um, you know, is that they don't have an estate plan whatsoever. And so, you know, these portals can, uh, you can invite clients to be able to upload pertinent information directly to them. Uh, a lot of the questions that um, are difficult to answer about health initiatives, uh, who gets what and what instances, heirs, uh, in the instance where a couple has children and they need to, uh, you know, find someone that would be uh, the, the custodian, uh, the legal guardian of their, of their children, if anything were to happen to them. A lot of these very sensitive topics, which used to be uh, a lot of the times performed in front of uh, the financial professional, now can be done in the uh, comfort of their own home and at their own pace. Uh, and so, you know, we saw a lot of the times when paper-based plans uh, that they would sit on people's desk for sometimes years uh, because they were having a hard time having these conversations. They would lose different parts of the document. Um, situations would change. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, that plan wouldn't be put into place. These technology providers will help to guide clients as well as you through that process. And as you mentioned, some of these service providers will include um, set time, you know, call it an hour uh, or, or more with an estate planning attorney after going through that process of the portal to confirm what they're doing and why they're doing, or if there's an, a need for added sophistication. And we think that's really compelling because again, we aren't uh, attorneys. And at the end, even if that's just an hour to talk about their situation, their goals and what they're trying to achieve through their estate plan, um, is really, really vital. The last thing I'd mention is that some of these service providers, um, the ones that connect you with legal attorneys, um, will connect you with a vetted uh, professional uh, at a, you know, that it has to achieve a, a high level of service and professionalism and, and check all of the boxes, um, but are also state-specific. State so, you know, one, another hurdle that we've seen in previous times is clients that are in states um, that we maybe don't have a huge amount of clients um, and finding a trusted resource within that state um, that we believe lives up to that fiduciary standard and service in the way that we, you know, we need for our clients. Um, a lot of these providers uh, give us uh, on the advisory side a greater peace of mind um, to be able to refer clients to. Right. And I think the objection that, uh, we, you know, we, people have is, you know, this is going to take too much time. I'm too busy to do this. Uh, when in essence, you know, an hour or two, you know, could save their family potentially months and years of frustration, uh, later on in probate. So that's something that now has been streamlined and offered through these technology, technology providers, that really makes it uh, ease of use and, and, and allows us to provide this service, you know, in a quickly and um, user-friendly manner. And, and, and cost-effectively, cost um, you know, uh, if, if you were looking at, you know, 10 years ago um, or even five years ago, 
you know, a standard estate plan would be anywhere from $2,500 up to $5,000. Um, and what we're finding with some of these new innovations is that a, a simple estate plan could cost as little as $500 to the client um, with that added service of, of an hour consultation with an attorney, maybe up to $1,500. But when presented to the client about these are real life risks, and parts of, of your financial life that really behoove you to focus on, um, you know, that comparison and that value add is really compelling. Um, you know, it is really compelling and it's the right thing to do uh, for your clients. And that goes back to our family office model of the accounting firm in this aspect being that general practitioner or that quarterback and getting the, the uh, client over to the right service provider and quarterbacking them to make sure they're having the best service possible. So one, it allows you to become that trusted advisor even more so. It also helps out with the trustworthiness and the transparency in these, in these platforms as well is great. Um, Absolutely. As far as the Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think I wanna to touch on, you know, uh, again, I know we spoke about uh, the different generations, but with the next 30 years, a transfer of wealth, where they're calling it the great transfer of six to eight trillion dollars being passed on. You know, how important is this to start adopting as a service if you are an advisor? It's tremendously important. Um, you know, how these assets are held um, will greatly determine the taxation uh, of, of them. Um, you know, in the instance of call it real estate, which happens quite often, um, you know, if these aren't held um, in trusts, um, you know, they may need to be sold in order to be able to uh, pass those along to, to their heirs. Um, you know, by utilizing some of these estate planning, uh, pretty straightforward methods, um, you know, you can uh, alleviate the needs to, uh, you know, realize capital gains or income taxes uh, in, in a lot of instances. Um, and, you know, as, uh, you know, the world goes forward, uh, taxes seem to be getting higher, <laughs> not lower. Um, and so we're seeing a lot of folks, uh, the major affluent, uh, as well as, as regular people, take a good look at what those assets are. And, um, you know, through that spectrum of looking through to make sure that there's control and division and, and proper um, instructions left for if and when anything were to happen. Um, also looking at that through the tax advantages, which we think is really compelling uh, to accounts that are uh, adopting this new tax advisory model. I agree. I agree. And I want to touch on, you know, why people generally update an estate plan um, or would need to be introduced to an estate plan, you know, thinking of a birth of a child or, you know, a, a diagnosis of a you know, significant other um, or a parent. Can you go into why people either uh, start adopting a, a plan or need to adjust their plan? Absolutely. Um, you know, life events, um, usually end up triggering a need for estate plans. Um, you know, so you just mentioned a few of them, uh, the birth of a, of a child, um, a divorce, um, you know, a family member uh, that is close to the end of life. 
uh, and there's no state plan put in place and a, a mad dash to try to get one in place um, before um, that family member is to pass away. Um, we also see it for business business owners, uh, in particular around business owners that want to pass along the business to their heirs or um, you know, looking for tax efficient ways to structure that ownership uh, if they were to ever sell those businesses. Um, so you know, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons getting married um, and joining of assets. There's a lot of reasons why uh, people should focus on it. And it, we think you know, this is a wonderful point to bring up because everybody's going through some kind of phase of this uh, at some point, you know, even if, um, you know, students that are just graduating uh, out of college maybe don't have a lot of assets, but are starting to save their retirement plan, um, you know, a basic estate planning technique there is, uh, you know, providing proper beneficiaries um, on their 401k retirement accounts um, and to make sure that that gets passed through without having to go through probate. So there, anyone in any aspect of their life uh, really should, should be focusing um, on it um, for all of those various region, reasons. Great. And I, we have an estate planning document checklist that you know, may be of interest and we'll put it on, uh, on the screen here. You know, one being a revocable trust, two, a poor overwhelm, three, durable power of attorney, uh, can include advanced health care directives, uh, you know, general assignment of assets and, and trust certificates. So if you kind of want to touch on maybe a couple of those, Rob. Sure. So, um, you know, poor overwhelm, uh, you know, and, um, you know, general assignment of assets, I think those, uh, those make, make sense, kind of self-evident to folks. Revocable trust will essentially name who is the trustee, uh, who is an executor of the trust, meaning you know who has power, who are the beneficiaries of that trust, who you know where do things go to if certain things happen, um, you know all of the rules, all of the things that that you would want uh, in place go into those documents. Um, one that's become very very uh, evident for being nece uh, necessary is the advanced healthcare directives. Um, so, you know, thinking in times of COVID, um, you know, if you, for whatever reason, are incapacitated, unable to be able to make some of these decisions about end of life, uh, and you need someone else uh, that is going to make those decisions for you, what decisions do you think you would want? And who are those people that would make, uh, make those decisions? Also, access to medical information. So in a lot of instances, hospitals, doctors, um, they won't release any kind of medical information other than the immediate family members. Well, you know, if you've got a grandparent, or an uncle, or an aunt, and a cousin might be that person, um, you know, uh, another family member, uh, an aunt uh, or uncle uh, is the person that you really want to have access to that medical information and making some of these decisions. That all needs to be put um, into that. Uh, that directive to give people access and also really clearly lay out uh, what your wishes may be. Um, again, this is an, you know, one of those things that people do not like to think about, but unfortunately we've been in the situation with families uh, of end of life for loved ones where there are disputes about end of life. Do you resuscitate or do you not resuscitate? And again, these 
really get to the core of who we are as human beings um, and can be wrought with peril. So the more uh, detailed that they can be, the better you are at being able to convey what those wishes would be in, in specific scenarios. And it's very difficult for people to think about. But again, this if we're thinking about holistic and the best uh, hygiene that we can say for our, our financial lives, this is certainly one of those areas. Yeah. Once again, going back to that family office model of being that advisor who has those conversations with the client, because it's not just estate planning is not just about finances; it's about also the emotional toll that could take on a family. So if it may take an hour or two for somebody to go through these uh, all these different estate planning topics to ensure that their loved ones uh, are able to you know, go through the process of grieving without having to deal with some of these issues that may come up if you don't have an estate plan. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, on here, the, the list of assets uh, in, in the trust, um, we see that as being exactly to your point, Rory. Um, you know, there may be a, um, you know, an art piece of art in the home that um, all of the heirs collectively have some kind of attachment to uh, emotionally. And, um, you know, a lot of the times for folks that just kind of do an estate plan, set it, forget it, and then don't update those things, um, that can be problematic as well. So, uh, you know, as being that holistic advisor, you know, updating it on a kind of regular basis, is there is there any asset that was acquired by the family that you believe you need to put into this into this estate plan? That could be jewelry, that could be art, um, you know, that could be um, books or writings. Um, you know, a lot of times people kind of think to themselves, "Don't worry, my heirs are going to figure out exactly who should get some of this stuff." You know, this child really likes the books, and that child really likes the art. They're going to figure it out. Um, that's not the case. Uh, and so, you know, keeping that list updated uh, is very important. And I would also, you know, an aspect of that as well is making sure that specific assets that can be named uh, in the name of that trust are very important. We've seen uh, things such as real estate or other kind of assets that are not in the name of, of trust. And if they're not, those aspects uh, very well uh, need to go through probate. So again, some of this is just, you know, regularly revisiting it to make sure that everything is updated um, and, you know, in case there, there is an event where it needs to be needed. Yeah, I want to touch on the fact that many attorneys who have done the estate plans in the past uh, are less uh, um, in tune with updating these estate plans because there's a conflict of interest which I just learned about that, you know, updating these plans, if they do it for one client, they had to do it for all the clients. So it's, that becomes an issue. And it's, it's an opportunity for accounting firms and wealth managers to go in there and take that mantle and be able to be that quarterback with the estate plan and update them. And because a lot of this stuff is already at your disposal as far as assets uh, and financials. Absolutely. Um, and again, you'll see using our, our paradigm of offensive versus defensive, most estate planning attorneys, as you just mentioned, will wait uh, to hear from their clients if it needs to be updated uh, and will not be proactive around that uh, for lots of different reasons, uh, conflicts of interest reasons, but also because it may not be a huge part of business for them. Right. Uh, and so, you know, financial advisors, accountants, 
that are so close to the client um, can have that conversation um, and incorporate it into their business model because it makes sense. Um, but it's also a way of you know becoming a better advisor um, and and also potentially furthering your revenue streams. I agree. So taking that discovery meeting in incorporating estate planning as part of this holistic wealth management strategy, as well as also a tax planning strategy, can benefit uh, you, the, the the firm, as well as the client, and utilizing technology as well. I think as we've illustrated, Rob, just taking that hour or two. Uh, for a client to fill out these questionnaires uh, will save their their family a lot of strife, um, you know, in the end, uh, once once everybody's looking for this estate plan. So I think we really want to touch on that is, you know, nobody wants to buy estate planning. It's sold, uh, but it's needed just like insurance. Absolutely. And the absolute worst time to focus on these things is right when it's needed. Um, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of problems with that, either not being formed or notaries needing, needed to be there to, to execute. Um, but in the, in the example of business owners, um, you know, we get approached a lot of, a lot of times from business owners who are about to sell their company. They got a term sheet, somebody came and they're excited. They're about to sell their company and they'll come and say, well, what do we need to do for a state plan before we sell, uh, this company? And, the short answer is, if we had had this conversation 10 years ago or five years ago, we would have had a much better uh, ability to structure the corporate uh, structure and use your estate plan to help make this more tax efficient than the final hour before you're supposed to do a deal. Uh, a lot of accountants on the call know that the IRS is not happy when there's a whole lot of changes right before you're, they're going to get a big uh, check worth of money. Um, to try to decrease that tax, uh, that tax liability of selling the company. So for business owners, for wealthy, for families, again, you know, similar in line with uh, why you want to get started with your financial plan and investing early, your estate plan, there are a whole lot of reasons why you want to start earlier rather than later. All right. So it's good to start earlier rather than later. The accountant already has uh, that business owner as a client. So you get that future focused mindset and be able to plan properly. And once you have these estate planning tools, you'll better be able to advise the client and then set them up for future success. That's what I think I heard you say there, Rob. Absolutely. I would just say that, um, you know, for those folks that are interested in, in doing some of this, and again, are a little bit scared or daunted by the aspect of, incre of including this into their advisory model, please reach out. We can help make it more transparent uh, and show you the way um, to implement this at, at your firm. Yes, it's not that hard. It's quite easy once you uh, get the hang of it, right, Rob? Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rory. Talk to you later.